Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Tollgate 8, podcast on all things improvement, coming to you from Patrick and Travis. So, Travis, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Hey, this is a great week. Um, you know, our kids go on fall break next week, so... Where are you going? We're going to Disney World. Ooh, hitting the Disney World. Hitting the Disney World. Yeah, and it's funny, the, as the kids get older, we're finding that... Um, we have to have like a week before and a week after the week before to plan and make sure that we've got all the logistics ironed out and the week after to recover. So yeah, no kidding. It'll wear you out that week. <laughs> I know. We're looking forward to it though. It'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. You'll be down there riding rides, checking out opportunities for process improvement, won't you? Oh, you you can't turn it off. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? right. You would just be that's like right. looking that's at right. all the batching and queuing. That's right. So we had a great response from episode one. Uh, you know, a lot of we appreciate everybody who uh, shared it and listened and re- retweeted it and re- reshared it on LinkedIn. So if you enjoy what you're hearing, we appreciate sharing it with your friends and and spreading the word on on Tollgate Eight. We have a great. A lot of great content lined up in the next uh, several episodes, so we hope people will keep listening. But today, we thought it was important to give uh, people an idea of what our background is, and just so how do we how do we get into this space, especially in healthcare, and and um, you know, obviously this this is a improvement sciences are relatively new um, in healthcare, and so how did how did how did we get into it? So Travis, how, how what is your background? How did you get into uh, looking at process and and process management, process improvement, process management. Yeah, I wish I wish I could say that my path was um, kind of a straight path, but it wasn't. I've always been a, a Hoosier. I grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana. I went to school at Indiana State, and at the time I was going to college was at the same time as the initial bubble around kind of the dot coms was peaking. And at the time, um, I thought when I registered at ISU, believe it or not, I was pre-med. I went into school being, um, you know, a pre-med undergrad, and I quickly found out in the first semester that I wasn't cut out for that and just wasn't smart enough. I don't know. <laughs> I, I learned right away that that wasn't my calling. Or so. maybe you were smart. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe you picked it up early enough. Yeah. To. Yeah. Hindsight might be twenty twenty there, but. Essentially, I think it was probably my my second year at Indiana State, I learned about this degree called Management Information Systems, and essentially that was a degree that's blended in technology and business. So it wasn't heavy technology, it wasn't heavy business, but you got the best of both worlds, and it just it, it fit where I wanted to go, and it was um, interesting to me just watching all the dot-com at that time. Fast forward, and I graduated with that degree in 2001. If, if you remember, what happened in 2001 was the when that bubble burst, and we went into a recession for, I think, nine months there. So I did struggle finding a position after graduating college, and one of my buddies told me about Community Health Network that had just moved up here, and he said, there's an IT job at Community Health Network. Why don't you apply for that? So right out of college, I applied for this systems coordinator position um, at Community, and I fell in love with the mission of kind of the healthcare industry in the space, and I just jumped right in. And what was interesting to me, almost right from the beginning, and I couldn't articulate this right out of college, but I can now, is I always view technology 
um, as a way to help people do things better. So thinking about, okay, how can we help this solution eliminate waste or improve a process for someone that does something? And I always view technology in that way. So early on in my career at Community, I started going down this improvement path. And I went back and got my MBA from Ball State University with an emphasis in operations management. And in, and through that, I got more exposure to Lean and Six Sigma and the history of the improvement sciences. And I think it was probably, um, probably 10 years ago now, our former CEO said, I'm not sure what improvement's going to look like in the healthcare space, but I think we need to make an investment in that and kind of tap me on the shoulder to help um, kind of discover what that's going to look like here at, at Community in the healthcare space. And um, that's when I really kind of jumped full speed and, and kind of feet first into the improvement sciences. And um, I haven't looked back since. And I think, you know, one of the reasons that you and I have started this podcast is to share probably our more recent story of some of the breakthroughs we've had in in the improvement sciences and what we're seeing with analytics. And I think that um, we'll get into some of those things in in later episodes, but it's just been an extremely rewarding journey for me personally. Um, And I think it all starts with that connection back to kind of our mission. And um, there's no question um, to your earlier point that um, maybe it was a blessing that I learned out, I, I figured out early on that I wasn't smart enough to be a doctor yeah. <laughs> and I'm just well, here, right? And, and now you're stuck with that's me. Right, that's right. <laughs> right. That's right. So tell us, uh, I know, um, I mean, you're a master black belt yeah. and now you're uh, certified in business process management. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot those components. Just a little, little small, little little detail. Master black belt, no big deal. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. And, um, I know I've shared this with you, but when we went through that master black belt training through the American society for quality ASQ at the time, it was a really new certification because, um, I think right now there's still variation in who delivers these certification and who doesn't ASQ is kind of the pioneer, the leading, they're leading out with this work. And when, we, when I took the ASQ Master Black Belt, my certificate came back as number 99. So I followed up with ASQ and I said, you know, what's this number mean? And they, that essentially meant you're the 99th Master Black Belt in, in the world that they've certified. Wow. So I was one of, the, one of the first to get that certification, which I think is really cool. Um, now, I don't know how many people they have now, but again, I, I think that's a... In a in a way, a nod to our organization's commitment to this. So, do you think do you think being a master black belt has helped you along this journey, especially in healthcare, where you know some of the lean six sigma may may or may not apply in some of the clinical delivery spaces? So, is that something you would recommend other people try and obtain a green belt, black belt, uh, if they want to, if they're interested in doing improvement in healthcare? I think it's a really good question. I think if I were to put my finger on the one thing that that's helped me with is that, um, you know, through that master black belt curriculum and even the exam, they give you a scenario of what would you do in these situations to test your knowledge. And I think as a belt, it's just as important to know when not to apply some of the advanced statistics and tools of improvement as it is to know when to apply that. 
And I think that that's, you know, when we talk about our framework in future episodes, I think that's been my biggest learning is the, the human side of this work is vital. And you have to be extremely agile in your approach to do this. And it's not a, a one-size-fits-all. And it did take me some time. And I think through that master black belt kind of cycle of learning is where, where I really started to articulate. And it was like one of these kind of moments that like, why didn't you figure this out like 10 years ago at Lozier? You would have been better off. But it took that time. And I ask myself, myself that question all the time. <laughs> why didn't I figure this out 10 years ago? Yeah, you would have figured it out in like 30 seconds. But it took me. I'm a slow learner, so it took me that much time. And then the other certification that I just um, received was that Certified Business Process Professional. And I think that's, it's been that that, for me especially in this kind of time when you hear digital transformation and how do organizations kind of put patients and customers out in front, I think the work that we're doing around process discipline or that we're talking about more recently, Patrick, is going to be critical to make sure that those digital transformations are effective. And one of the things that I learned, and I've heard this before, and it goes back, some people attribute this to Bill Gates, but it's... If you automate inefficient processes, you magnify those inefficiencies. That's true. So That's if, you, true. if we've got inefficient processes in healthcare and we try to digitize those to our, for our patients, in some ways you can even make this extreme argument that we're just going to max, maximize the defects that we're delivering yep. to our patients. Yep. And you know what that could mean for, as yep. a practicing provider. Not good. That's you right. Know. Well, hey, we're right at 10 minutes, so we... You Rule number me. two. <laughs> right. We're, we'll hear about the rest of why that's bad in the next episode. Perfect. Enjoy Thanks. Disney World. Thank you.